Welcome to Hardcore Honeys present hashtag NBA Twitter. Basketball is back. We are both so excited. Basketball, I, I gaze over my laptop right now. Basketball is on my TV screen. 627 to play in the first, 19 for Utah, 10 for the Pelicans. We made it, everybody. How's it going, Taylor? It's going good. I've I have been Watching it since moment one, I got home, I changed my clothes, and I still think Quinn Snyder looks like an Italian mob boss. <laughs> just a shot of him. I think, and I, just, I, I think that's forever. I think that's forever. That's not going like, anywhere. He's going to be seeing someone <laughs> swimming with the fishes. Right. But I'm excited. Basketball's back, and I'm excited what you got for tweets for me. We've got some fun tweets first. Uh, we're gonna take. Uh, we're gonna talk about who is responsible for sponsoring our episode this week. Basketball is not the only thing that has been stopped by COVID. Traveling is another thing that lots of people have had to stop because of everything that's been going on. So, a company based out of New York has given us a bit of a solution to the fact that we're kind of stuck right now in our own locations, right in the middle of summer for us here in North America when we would be traveling. So our episode today is brought to you by The Gallery. Uh, based out of New York, The Gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world. So while we are all unable to travel, this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, Gallery is offering our listeners 15% off their purchase using the code 15OFF. Go to thegallery.com, that's the G-A-L-R-Y.com, one L, not two, and you, so that your wall will never be boring again. So, uh, I checked out that uh, website and you can see it on the screen right now. It's beautiful. The prints are amazing. Um, pretty sure I'm going to be doing some of my own shopping there. So, make sure you guys head over and check that out. All right. Let's get to our tweets this week. Listen, we might rush a little bit because basketball's on. So, let's be real. sorry, yeah. not sorry. I'm <laughs> so, our first tweet is coming. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> Our first one is coming there. from IBN Incarcerated. And again, of course, we're talking about the NBA is back after 141 days. We're going to do some predictions here, Taylor. Who's going to okay. get the W tonight? So who do you got, Utah and New Orleans? Who do you think wins this? Mm. This one's tough for me. Yeah, because right now I'm watching it. Jordan Clarkson. Oh, I was going to base it off of that. Okay, if if Pelicans yeah. make this next shot right here, then it's Pelicans winning That's tonight. Nice play. Pelicans are winning tonight. Ooh, okay, Pelicans. Okay. You heard it here. We're, we'll follow up on this a little later. Okay, now who you got for Pelicans the Pelicans are winning. And then clips. Going clips. with my clips. Uh, kind of like a, a question that I didn't even really have to ask, but it was part of the tweet, so I had to ask it. I knew you were going to pick the Clippers. <laughs> Even with all the guys they're missing, they're missing like three guys. Like LeBron's Doesn't gonna matter. care. Kawhi is just gonna go off. No, no. 
I got Clippers. All right. I'm probably wrong, but I go with my heart. <laughs> All right. There you have it, everybody. Pelicans and Clippers tonight. We'll see uh, how Taylor does with his predictions. The right prediction. Our next tweet <laughs> comes from at uh, BetQL app. We've simulated every NBA seeding game 10,000 times. These are the probabilities of the six Western Conference teams in the hunt to capture the eighth seed. So they've got Grizzlies at 36%, Blazers at 27, Pelicans at 24, Kings at 10, Spurs at three, Suns at one. So that's a generous I one. Know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know our conversations over the weeks say I know that you think the Grizzlies are going to take the eighth seed, but based on these percentages, who do you think could be, if not the Grizzlies, who do you think is most likely? Well, I go Blazers because I totally forgot of Yusuf Nurkic. He's back, and what I've been seeing with scrimmages, he's been doing real well. He's looking real good on the court. And they also have a low-key player, role player, Zach Collins is back, and he's solid for them too. Right. I could see I could see if Memphis slips too much, I could see Blazers sneaking in. I still have Memphis yeah. with it, but yeah. Blazers are I agree with that too. Ooh. Oh. Good job. <laughs> Blazers are that playoff team that like somehow seems to just manage to play out of their heads when everything is on the line instead of just playing really well all season long. No, yeah, yeah. So that's, I that's would have gonna, to agree with that. If they if Blazers do make it in, I say that first round series goes yeah. six against with the Lakers. It's gonna get okay. there's gonna be two games. Because yes, Anthony Davis is great, but you have Hassan Whiteside and Yusuf Nurkic where you'll get at least one or two good games out of both those guys in a series. So right. I could see that one going six. And if I were L.A., I would not want Blazers in. Either Interesting. L.A. Interesting you say that. Earlier I was watching pregame on Sportsnet, so we had Sam Mitchell. And the Pelicans are the pick for him that he says the Lakers, you don't, you don't want to see the Pelicans in the first round. So that would be interesting if the Pelicans can somehow make it into into the eighth seed my only thing is the pelicans are so young like their star players are young and so but they've also got that thing that young teams sometimes have where it's like we got no pressure on us and sometimes that makes all the difference my only th i would be curious though with um brandon ingram because this and lonzo ball and just pretty much all those guys oh, from oh, la <laughs> Half that team is LA, so honestly, oh right, yeah, the chip. There could be a weird. There could be some things to either they get in their heads or be like, no, I'm going to screw you over because you traded me. Exactly. Yeah, I forgot about. I don't know how I forgot about that, but yeah, it I did don't not know occur either. to me in that conversation. That's a big. I know. I'm having that's a moment. Okay. About the Lakers. We're gonna. That's right. It's the Lakers. I don't care that much. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our next tweet. This one coming comes from at Mint Sports. This is our poll for the week. Um, I already know what you think of this, but we haven't talked about it on the show yet. So I figured I had to throw it in. So as of today, Tom Thibodeau is officially the Knicks head coach. What do we think about this move? I'm so sorry, Knicks. <laughs> 
Like, so I, I, I'm not even going to officially ask you. I'm just going to vote bad move. Okay, so this poll is closer than I expected it to be. There's 56.1% oh, yeah. bad move, 43.9% good move. I feel like that's high. 41 votes, so it's a fair sample size. Just the thing, like for me, I don't necessarily think Tom Thibodeau is a bad coach. I won't want, I wouldn't want him as my head coach, the one controlling everything. Right. Give like when he was at his best, I thought not even it wasn't with Chicago, it was with the Celtics team in 08 right. when they won. He was the defensive he wasn't the head coach, and that was one of the best defensive finals teams, or just the best defensive teams ever, almost in the finals. Right. So that was his defensive scheme. But so, this is another see, signing. By I don't care. Go ahead. This is another James Dolan signing because it's a big name. People know Tom Thibodeau. Regardless yeah. if it's good or bad, people know Tom Thibodeau. And they have Taj Gibson. That's so. more important to him somehow. So, like, I was talking to my roomie about this today, too, and he's like, he's not a bad coach. And I'm like, well, he's a bad head coach because – if you are running your guys into the ground, you cannot be a good coach if you make your players unavailable to play, no matter how good your X's and O's are. And it shows you don't you trust have, your, your players. Your players have to be available. It's, yeah, he's he's not flexible. That's the thing. And it's he's such terrible timing because the Knicks finally have some possibly promising young talent. I still don't think the roster put together the way it is makes sense, but they have trade pieces. That it's like how the Timberwolves had three point guards. They have like five power forwards. Right. You're right. But like if they if those guys can get healthy and they can show something, they can move those pieces. But if Tibbs does the thing that he usually does, those guys' careers are, are like it, it hurts my heart a little bit to think about that happening. Well, and then five years? Yeah. He didn't even That's make two and a half in Minnesota. He was president too. Plus, plus, it's New York. New York doesn't keep a coach for more than eighteen months. Why are they signing coaches for five years, anyways? I don't no, understand. Because no. James so, Dolan doesn't know how to make a deal. No. So that, but that poll still has sixteen hours. So we will retweet it with the final results. It seems like at this point, a bad move is going to win out. However, I am surprised at the number of good move people. So we'll see how that, that works out. We'll go on to our next tweet here. This comes from at Nate2Icy. Who do y'all think honestly going to be the better player in the next two to three years? We got Bam and we got Joel. Two to three years out. The thing. Joel Embiid's not, I don't think, has any higher ceiling. I think he what he's at now is like the what best he's gonna we'll do. See, which is that's yeah. a phenomenal play. So I'm not I'm not knocking that because he's still top ten talent in the league, as much as I don't like yeah. saying that. Um I know. Bam, though, like I never saw anything coming from him. So for me, ceiling's the limit, and he doesn't have a ceiling right now. So if things go right, I could honestly see Bam being the overall better player. And also, health will come into play. Joel Embiid does not have health on his side. No. And he's had he's had the kinds of health problems that you don't usually automatically associate 
with athletes. No. Like they're, they're not just physical injuries. They're actual health issues. Oh, like yeah. Those are different. It's, it's because of his size and how agile he is on his body with it, which it's a, it's a blessing and a curse for being that big and being that agile. You can yeah. do all that stuff, but it's the DeMarcus Cousins effect, I kind of think, because that was DeMarcus Cousins. He's such a big thing, but he had such good footwork and could cut so much. That's why he kept on busting his Achilles. Right. Joe Ingles. <laughs> Old man at the rec center. Every, that's what I was just going to say. Every time I see him, I think about like that dude at the YMCA. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hate that guy. And I'd always end up guarding him, and I'd be like, oh, he's nothing. And then he puts up like six points on me. Oh. Oh, oh. nice. Everybody <laughs> hates that guy. I hope anyone that's watching its live stream right now is also watching the game so we can. Ooh. Yeah. And for anybody that joined us late, we've both got the Pelicans Utah uh, game on in the background. So those are what the reactions are coming from. I promise you we're not crazy. Uh, but we'll, we'll look at our next tweet now. This one is coming from at it's Michael spelled with a four instead of an A. That's I like that. Ooh, that's pretty creativity. So, Yes, he's talking about Zach Levine, and his take is that boy leaving unless Jim Boylan gets fired. What do you think of that take? Do you think that's accurate? Yeah. 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 Why? That's, that's such a <laughs> – it's such – there's there's pieces, but they don't know what to do with them. They have Zach. They have Markkinen. They have – I mean, Dunn's a great defender. Like, they have – they have Colby White. Like, they have good players, but – and I know they're young, so it doesn't mean necessarily they're going to be good, but it doesn't look like there's any form of gelling there. Like, I don't see – And it doesn't even like – like, it's not the same problem the Knicks have where the rotation just doesn't make basic sense. Yeah. Like, it seems like they should be able to do more than they have been, and that kind of automatically is you got to look at the coach. Yeah, you gotta look at it's. I think honestly, for that, it's him or the highway. Yeah, it's. I okay. mean, at that point, you wanna if you're the if you if I'm Chicago front office, and knowing where you are and looking at the talent on the roster, I don't want to risk any of those guys walking in free agency when no. you have the that you have right now. So. That might be our next conversation. Who is interviewing for Chicago's head coaching position? All right, that brings us to our last tweet for the night. And uh, this one I know you're going to have some ideas about because we talk about this stuff from time to time. This comes from Mile High Money 38. Um, this is a thread for the underrated in NBA history. Don't get shown enough love. So he started with Richard Lewis. Who he would, you would be buckets today. Richard Lewis would be buckets today. I would say, and he was underrated at the time, Sean Marion. Sean that Marion, guy was six seven, averaging yeah. a double double, twenty and ten, while getting two block or getting a block and a half and two steals a game. He was playing power forward at six seven in a game then where it was six ten seven footers at the power forward. Him playing yeah. in today's game, it would be great. He crazy. played with the Suns team that was kind of similar to it, and he dominated. So, 
but that Richard Lewis one was actually a low key one that I would have been like, ooh, that one. Because that guy was yeah. lights out from everywhere. And there was a reason why he got that crazy, outrageous contract of $110 million. Bad move, but still. Yeah. Ooh. They tried. How does how does Joel Ingles swipe and, the ball from Drew Holiday? <laughs> didn't happen. Come on, all right, Drew. everybody. That, that's all our tweets for the week, and it's good timing because that's the end of the first quarter. 23-26 for the Pelicans. Uh, we're gonna sign off because we got games to watch. You got games to watch. We'll be back next week. Everybody take care, stay safe, enjoy the return of the NBA. And that's it till next time, everybody. Bye-bye.